Today is December 23rd. This is episode 102 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. Um, today, as I mentioned just now, is December 23rd. This episode is coming out on Christmas Day, but there is no way that I was recording a podcast episode on Christmas Day. So here we are. Um, I have a couple things that I wanted to update you on um, with regards to our Christmas plans, which is that there's been this whole, I'm going to call it a holiday lockdown, which um, is basically intended to function as a way for people to spend Christmas together because they're going to, um, hopefully in, in relatively small, safe groups. And hopefully people have been preparing for this as much as they can before um, Christmas, such as um, one of the things that they've done is let kids work from like um, do virtual learning for the last, I forget, few days. We don't have any kids in school, so it's I don't I don't know exactly when they started, um, but kids have been working from home, um, basically doing school from home for the last few days just to to give the virus a chance to um, infect who it's going to infect, basically. And then but not um, not have sick people going to see family and who are not who are not sick at Christmas. And then after Christmas, if those few sick people do see other family and infect them that um, they're not going back to their workplace, back to their school, back to their daycare, whatever, and spreading it. And so this 28 day lockdown is intended to basically cut that um, that transmission chain after Christmas when people are inevitably going to see one another. Um, I don't really feel so bad. Like I said in my last episode, our Christmas plans are still get unchanged. Um, there's going to be eight of us getting together. Um, Julia's family basically and we are all going to be wearing protective equipment whenever we possibly can we're going to try and limit our time so do it kind of a few hours but try not to spend massive amounts of time all sitting for example in the same room we're gonna do part of the day outside all these kinds of things um, but basically what we've all done what the eight of us have done is limit our contacts to zero over the last two weeks and and just generally be safe, like go to the grocery store when you absolutely have to. Um, one of Julia's brothers works, and but he's working alone right now. He's on a project. And so it doesn't really, um, sorry, it works outside the home. And but he doesn't really work with anybody. And so he doesn't have he doesn't really see anybody outside of going to, for example, hardware stores to get stuff. Um, so yeah, being in lockdown for 28 days after Christmas doesn't really change much about our life. Because like I said, we don't have any kids in school. Um, Julia's parents haven't really been able to, they've, they've come in for visits, but they haven't really watched um, our kids much. And I suspect that we're going to still be seeing them during this lockdown because they are, they are effectively in, the, in our same household. They live five minutes away. We've been seeing each other. We've been in the same bubble for the entire time. Like since, since we kind of all thought, okay, maybe we don't have this, like this is not news anymore. It was kind of April, mid-April, whatever. Um, as soon as the first lockdown ended, we started seeing each other. and. Yeah, basically that they were in our bubble and we we both we all knew that we weren't doing anything unsafe. And so, yeah, the lockdown doesn't really affect us. I, I see both points. So I see the point of the lockdown, but I'll see the point of um, Ottawa, for example, not needing to lockdown because we've had such stable case numbers for the last month and a half or so. Um, they're not zero. So there is some benefit to doing this. But basically what what is being said in the provincial government is that basically the reason Ottawa is locking down and the reason that everywhere in the province is locking down is that people in locked down regions are going to travel. They're going to drive to 
locked or to not locked down regions if that was the case if it wasn't applied evenly everywhere which just it seems weird to me like are you really driving five hours to a city just to like it's not like it will be some utopia there's still all kinds of restrictions in place there's like it's very weird it's very weird to me um they were talking about potentially people in hotels uh like people coming from for example toronto to ottawa to stay in hotels and then they talked to on the news yesterday they talked to a hotelier like a hotel employee basically saying they might have been the owner i'm not sure um basically saying yeah if if you think like people the hotels are being flooded by people from Toronto. Like it's not there. The hotels are nowhere near what they would be at this time of year. Um, yeah. Something like an 80% drop in business. Like you said, it's not a couple of hotels are full. It's like more like a couple of hotel rooms are full and um, hotels. As far as I know, hotels aren't really a main source of transmission anyways, if, if they're even a source of transmission at all. So I don't know. I don't want to say too much about this lockdown. All that to say, um, It'll be interesting. I want to see what effects this has. I hope this has a positive effect on the number of cases in Ontario as a whole. But like I said, Ottawa has been super responsible of late and haven't really had much transmission anyways. So there you go. The main thing I wanted to focus on today, now that we're already five minutes in, um, is some of the changes that have been happening to the project I've been working on. Um, if you've been following the show, you know that I have been working with um, some of our IT department on a technical project to enable our competition to run our, our discovery grants competition at NSERC to run virtually. And I just want to talk a little bit about the, the differences in ways that you can work and the kind of jobs you can have. And basically like this project has so many dependencies, not just technical dependencies, but so many groups that are depending on the, the functional running of, of, what we're building as this project that involves technology, different technologies, different programming, um, different instructions and procedures, um, because everything in government needs to have super specific and um, non-technical procedures. There's there's a lot going on, and and one of the worst things about um, about having lots of dependencies is that these dependencies can shift. Like if you're working on we're, what we're working on right now is not a stable platform because we've never done this before and things are constantly changing and adapting. And you'll hear from one of these dependencies, for example, Microsoft, the company Microsoft, um, you'll hear one thing one day or one week, like in November, we heard, oh, yeah, go ahead and add your external users. Um, they can be free accounts. It doesn't matter. Um, as long as you don't need the advanced capabilities like email or things like that, there's all kinds of advanced technologies that you can buy with a Microsoft license. You don't need that. You can use just a free account. And then they came back to us the other day and basically said, no, we were just, I don't know who said that to you, but it was wrong. You can't have a free account. You need to buy a license. Um, they're not that expensive, but here you go. And then we end up having to go to uh, this procurement team. And basically we have the budget for these licenses, but they want to say okay to it too it's, it's this whole weird thing there's so many dependencies and the expense of these licenses is not it's a non-issue compared to the scope and um, scale of this pro this program this grant program um, but we still have to deal with it and that for me like one of my favorite things one of my favorite things to do at work is to work on something that's like to do something that's never been done before like explore the edges of what is done and some people I know could never, ever work like that. They need to like they would much feel much more comfortable doing the thing that they did last year, which was the thing they did the year before and the thing and like as few changes as possible, because 
they don't want to find the rough edges of the things that they're working on. They just want it to work and then they want to be done and then they want to go home. And if you are that kind of person, you know, you probably know that about yourself. You probably feel very comfortable. You're resistant to changing anything. And I am just so much not that. I would rather do something for the first time a thousand times than do the same thing a thousand times. And even though that is that doing this this new thing a thousand times is much more prone to you finding errors and needing to do more work to fix them and all this kind of stuff. I just I, I love the challenge of it. I love um, constantly feeling like I'm learning and feeling like I have control. I have the influence to be able to make something better than than already exists. And that's a really good feeling. But it does mean like the trade off there of, of feeling challenged and feeling all this this satisfaction about doing a good job with something that's never been done before is that things are moving underneath you because you're 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 clearly not on on solid ground you're not on ground that's been treaded before you're not following any kind of path um you're kind of making you have to make it up as you go along and then build it as you go and that's what we've been doing um and then all of a sudden we like yesterday for example we got this new wrinkle oh, no, it wasn't yesterday it was monday i guess we got this new wrinkle yesterday monday no yesterday was not monday uh we got this new wrinkle basically saying that yeah like i said we can't have these free accounts so we're trying to get paid accounts but if we can't get paid accounts we might need to use guest accounts and guest accounts do not have the same rights to do things and so um, it might involve a bunch of new programming to make this edge case fit but basically this is now a plan b and um, our plan a is still plan a and we were hoping to get these extra licenses but if we, for some reason, can't get the extra licenses, which would, which would be so weird, we do have a backup now. Everybody, like <laughs> learning in government, when you are on this um, kind of new project path, something that's never been done, everybody always wants the backup plan. And I just, I don't like the concept of a backup plan. Like the whole reason, like you understand, you have pros and cons for all of your plans. And the backup plan is worse necessarily, or it wouldn't be the backup plan, it would be the plan. And so I'm always on team plan A. But um, I do understand the logic of having a backup plan. Don't get me wrong, but it's just it's the backup plan. It's the one you do when your plan doesn't work or not even said doesn't work because because that's normal. Like it's normal to have plan A not function exactly as you wrote it the first time. But like plan A version five, plan A version 26. Um, it's not like the first thing you ever do works perfectly, but you iterate on plan A until it works. And plan B would be a completely different path. And um, yeah, so honestly, I really like this, the working in the unknown part, but it does get down to the point where um, it's now two days before Christmas. Our competition's in February. Um, I was just about ready to start building plan A as we had described it. And now I'm putting that building, that construction plan on hold because we might have to go to plan B. And so now I get to build. I get to spend the last few days before Christmas working on programming, which is fun for me, which I love. Um, and it turns out the actual developer that we had that we are working with on our IT team is on vacation this week and the week after um, New Year's. So he's going to be back on January 11th, which means that I get to, well, a week and a half, let's say, to to program on my own and i get to try and figure stuff out and i get to try and iterate on it and i'm very excited by that i like that idea and um my that, that's my one of my favorite things about programming is that you're almost always on the bleeding edge you're almost always building something complete even if pieces 
have been built by other people before. You're almost always building something that is brand new. Um, just it's just the nature of like of programming is that if if something already existed to do what you were doing, you wouldn't be programming. Um, you necessarily are are like doing something for the first time. And uh, I find that really fun and challenging, and I'm looking forward to it. So like I said, today's the 23rd. Um, this episode is going to be coming out on Christmas. So I will have done a bunch of more programming by then. Um, but I look forward to updating you next week. Uh, I'll probably, again, I'm probably not going to record an episode on New Year's Eve, uh, on New Year's Day, sorry. Um, but I'll be recording an episode before that. So um, we'll get to do an update on Christmas, how things went, um, how the lockdown is going now that it started. And presumably, I will know more about this project. And so maybe I'll update you on that. Anyways. Thank you very much for listening, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.